Hello and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for American Horror Story Cult, Season 7 on FX, uh, on the Bald Move Network at baldmove.com. I'm Rose Dayron. And I'm Cecily. And we're here for the final, the, the season finale of American Horror Story Cult, this 11th episode entitled Great Again. Is American Horror Story great again? I think so. I mean, honestly... I think I'm going to rank this. Um, are we going to rank seasons? I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, I think this is my second favorite. Seriously. After Asylum. Interesting. I mean, just like cohesiveness of story counts for so much with me, honestly. And <laughs> the biggest issue I had with the season was the um, Harrison waking up in a pool of blood that went nowhere and didn't make any sense. But as far as these things go, I think that that's, you know, one of the lesser crimes that have been committed okay. by this team of, uh, this very dedicated team okay. of hardworking individuals. Okay, I'm shocked. Okay. Um, I mean, this this episode, this season as a whole, this episode in particular, had some fun stuff in it. It also had some just fucked up, repugnant shit. That was was kind of like in in like a true like horrific in scale and concept like oh my god how do you think of shit like that right um so it's effective as far as being in the horror genre but this episode in particular is illustrative of uh, the problem I've had with this show particularly this season and and its recent history is it's flashback hell <sighs> there yeah. was like thirty seven different timelines flash. Flash presence. This is less complicated. This this was more complicated than the movie Inception. Yeah, and like it, it's like it was just like infinite recursive flashbacks. I had no idea where I was completely unhinged as to what timeline we were focused on, where the main action was happening, when we shifted back and forth because you know we had all these parallel and reversing and forward flashbacks. It was crazy. It was crazy, and I like at one point I'm just like okay fuck it i'm just going to just watch this and let it wash over me and you know whatever but i feel like a lot of people a lot of people probably would want a little bit more more narrative cohesiveness in it and i don't know why this show doesn't do it except for it lets each show kind of be its own little bubble right like they can do all kinds of fucking retconning they don't need to worry about telling a cohesive story throughout the whole season anything they need they can just pluck from the ether at the flashback mm-hmm. and uh, it it really it really hurts my ability to kind of you know immerse into it. I mean, I agree. I don't think that's the ideal way that you want to tell your story because it feels a little bit like lying to the audience. When episode one, you're like, "Look at this," and you're like, "Well, wait a minute, it isn't exactly how it went down." Right. Later, and I feel like that's been a lot of just like backtracking throughout the season. I mean, I can't tell you how to write the story, but I feel right. like if you could have done a more clever job just telling the straightforward story, yeah, instead of all these flashbacks and flash forwards. But I, I um, do think. What, what do you think of the overall thrust of the story? Because last week we were kind of skeptical that Murphy was going to be able to bring it around and say something interesting about politics. Did you think he made any interesting points in this final I episode? I think that he did. Yes. I think so too. 
Yeah, I mean, I I have a very clear feeling after leaving this series, right? In particular, that um, I feel like you do too. I feel like a lot of people do, uh-huh. and I feel like it speaks to any kind of affiliation you can a- assign yourself, right? Right. Um, and like I said, for the for the third time and the last time, I'm going to say this. I think that's the beauty of satire, right? Uh-huh. Is that you can speak to both sides while mocking the other at the same time. Right. And, and I think that's, I think, I don't know. I think that also can help. That can make you feel closer to the other side. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I guess maybe we'll point out the the lessons that Murphy is saying, you know, drawing QED on the the blackboard, and we can talk about each one individually. Because there's like, it seems, seems like there's three or four different points made. Or like, you know, strikes he kind of tried to, to drive home. Right. And if you can remember in your in our history of watching the show together, uh-huh. how many finales have left you feeling unsatisfied? Mm, I, hmm, that's a good question. I guess n- not many that I can recall. At best, I felt like more of like a frustration that the whole season didn't really like. I was hoping the finale would make it worth it, and it like freaks. I didn't think that finale. Right. I mean, so that counts as an unsatisfying finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, this felt that way for me. Huh. Besides that, again, glaring like misstep. Why did you leave that in the show instead of on the cutting room floor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, with Harrison and Meadow, but um, yeah, I think that counts for a lot too. Okay, shall we get into the outline? Yes. Okay, uh, we flash forward to 2018 at a, a maximum security prison in Jackson, Mississippi, or this maybe is... it's Missouri. I well, can't I keep uh, Mississippi. I think. Why? Uh, why? Yeah, I just realized why would they transfer him to a different state? That doesn't make any sense. Well, because. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it depends on doesn't like in the federal system like it's it's and he's charged with a federal crime, isn't it? Like you kind of get shipped off depending on where your threat level and all that stuff is. I I have no idea. That seems uh, like pretty far away though. Like yeah. I can imagine, you know, instead of Rikers, you get sent up to. Oh no no! It's, I'm sorry, it's Jackson, Michigan. Christ. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? That doesn't make any sense. All right. Am I Michigan? On. Jesus, I was trying to think. Is that Mississippi or Missouri? It's one of the two. <laughs> I know it's confusing. It's like MS or MO. Is MI Michigan? Jesus Christ. So, yeah, he's up and he's where he belongs. Okay, thank you for clearing that up. Uh, he is playing the Pinky Power game with a guard named Gloria who Whitmore. does not like dirty eyeglasses or authority. But she does like nice lingerie and, and, and bad men. And she really rocks it. <laughs> um,. He has her open her shirt, which she complies with, and then two big, tall white dudes uh, call him out and say, we need to take a walk. Um, And they take him to the showers, and they beat him for upsetting the natural order. Then one of them betrays the other, and then Kai kills the other one, and there you go. In a very Gary-like sacrifice. You're my biggest follower, therefore you must die. Right. And here's the thing, like, I don't, quite so, understand how this fits in with the rest of the episode uh, where i where, mean i think it, where was I, this in the sequence of his escape i uh, this was 11 months into his imprisonment and i think that's about as much time as he took on the outside building his cult uh-huh. so in the 11th 
11 months he's been there, it has taken him that much time to gain followers within the prison. No, what I'm saying is he kills two people in this episode, yes. at least, in the current-ish timeline. Um, the darkest timeline where Allie becomes <laughs> the leader of uh, Scum. Yeah. He, he kills Big Red, and then he kills the lookalike mm-hmm. that he peels the face off of. Oh, you're getting ahead of the timeline here. Well, I'm just saying where where did this killing fit in and why? He goes, this stabby thing is going to make my escape possible. So he killed these guys in the bathroom. Uh-huh. And then later... How much later? That the, night? Like, like this is all... Maybe the next day. I don't know. The, the same day? week? I don't know. This okay. and These events could have taken place within two weeks of each other. I How don't do- know. She declared that she was running for Senate... And then she has her first like live debate in front of an audience where he shows up. Yeah. So two or three weeks. Let's be generous. Okay. Um, he kills these two guys in the bathroom. The lookalike shows up and devotes himself to him. And then he kills the lookalike in the bathroom or in the kitchen. So what night. did he get out of the first murder that was his ticket out of here? Because he got a knife that I don't even think he uses later on the episode to kill the other guy. You're right. Why was it even necessary That's to kill what that I'm guy? Saying. Like, like and, you're still going to be guilty of having a shiv and killing two guys in right. a bathroom. Yeah, like I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's, there's so many flash forwards and jumps. I cannot tell you where in particular this scene happened or why it had to ha- happen the way it did. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, uh, but it happens, and uh, he. It, there's, this is the first and only time this happens episode, but um, Chuck Manson, uh, as him, remanifests itself in his mind. No, no, no. I mean, like I said last episode, I think the manifestations of himself weren't him being other people, but himself in his most divine ruler but way. He ref- yeah, with I- the swastika carved on his forehead. So I yeah. think this iteration of him dressed all in black and the swastikas on his lapels uh-huh. was himself the divine ruler who he saw himself being right before he was incarcerated. But you find out later was what he was wearing that night when he was. I buy that, but he referred to that image as Chuck. So I feel like, I don't know. He's he's got some kind of blend. Yeah, no, he totally did. He goes right after that, you know, image of himself screams, you're the you're you're the illest motherfucker alive. Uh, He goes, all right, like, cool it, Chuck. There's a lot more corpses in our future. Oh, okay. well, then maybe he's imagining like what Charles Manson would have done if he hadn't been caught. I don't know. All right. So we got a flashback to some twerp in the prison yard wanting to talk to Kai. He's a skinny guy named Trevor Geary. It turns out that he is in there because he drove his dad's Tesla drunk. Fucking liberal in their goddamn electric cars. But who hasn't done that? Um, And ran over a kid. And here's the thing. I call bullshit. I don't think a Tesla is possible to run over a child. I think think there's so much automation in that that the Tesla would like take it out. Jesus would take the wheel in the form of AI. And keep you from running over that child. <laughs> it's wildly. If I was Tesla, I would sue them. Yeah, Elon <laughs> Musk would sue Tesla if that were <laughs> a problem. I bet, um, yeah, but I think what so that's a it's a really elaborate Top Gear joke. But oh, is it? Yeah, because Tesla sued Top Gear for claiming that the Tesla would run out of like battery power after ninety eight miles on being on the track. Yeah. Because they said that their car is capable of more than that. And Top Gear is like, well, that's fine. But literally, that's what the picture on your gauge said. Yeah. It said it had 98 miles left. So 
Your own damn... I mean, yeah. Well, no, we did not drive it for 98 more miles. So anyway, way over-explained. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Kaya, yeah, he lets him in the group and says, hey, you just, you, you, as long as you don't um, give me any shit and question my directives and are ready to die for me, then we're cool. And he's going to cash that promise in this year episode. Yep. Watch it, Trevor. Watch it. Uh, so he says... How did a man like you get in here? And I'm like, really? Did you not just hear him? That I mean, yeah. This is like, I get it. You're trying to suck up to him, but damn. And he goes, well, thank you, because now I can expose a whole bunch of ish in here. <laughs> and we go back to 11 months earlier, and I'm spinning. I'm spinning. I feel like I've had a whole night of drinking. And I'm just grabbing onto the grass because uh, <laughs> the Earth is trying to fling me off into orbit. And I swear, if I, my grip loosens, I'm going to be up in the cosmos. Yeah. And uh. Kai's ranting and raving about Speedwagon never being late. Uh, Allie's helping Kai get ready to dress the men. Kai announced that a thousand, the thousand pregnant women is the, the murdering them simultaneously is super hard, but what we can do is murder a hundred of them. <laughs> and he goes, the problem with the Mansons is they got sloppy. We have to precision strike. We have to make sure that the mother and child both are impaled by our knives to make this neutron bomb of truth, blood, and amniotic fluid go off. So I feel like the purpose of this scene was just to, you know, they were having him describe like in detail using all the words that could be recorded and used against you. Mm. Um, and then Ali's like smuggish face watching him deliver the speech. Either this was being recorded or this was going to be his undoing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only reason they made it as graphic as they did. Oh, I think it's also just to, because this is a horror show and them practicing like him. You know what the real horror story is? What? America. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> uh, the whole like the stabbing the, the, the prop pregnant, like, you know, the, the biological, what do they call those things? The, the teaching models. Yeah. And then, then practicing on the melons. It was just really, really disturbing. Yeah. Um, you know what's more disturbing? What's that? Allie only bringing back one melon. Like, that was the mess she just cleaned up. Right. When you just had 15 guys stabbing right. melons that's all true, over the floor. That's true. That's true. It's like, <laughs> I guess those. that's how many salvageable melons parts, because, this, you know, some of the These are the, the only ones stuff, we can make a watermelon feta salad out exactly. of. Exactly. Some, some of the things happened that were unspeakable. Uh, there was, there was, there was penetration um and completion in some of those melons and it wasn't it wasn't because these these guys are just they're they're animals they're animals and they they're not they're 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 not going to be gentle to the melons oh yeah yeah is this the peanut the peanut gallery all grown up (laughs) (laughs) these teenagers these teenagers have impregnated the great pumpkin are, are we are we just trading cultural references back and forth to each other and not really getting them tonight? We really are. You're like completely out of sync. It's hilarious. Um, so he's, his opinion is like, if you do something this shocking, women will have to react and we'll surf on an electoral bloodbath on to Capitol Hill and onto the presidency. Right. And it's at this point that you, you as the audience, are thinking, like, is he back on the, scud, the scum train? Right. Right. And it's like one of those things. Where, have you heard of Poe's Law? Uh, no. Where, like, a satirical position is, uh, as it gets more and more satirical, becomes indistinguishable from a true believer. Oh, yes. I believe that 100%. And that's where I feel like with Kai, you're always walking that, where he's so crazy sounding that it almost like he warps back in and starts, like, is he? Yeah, I I thought several times throughout this episode, oh, my God, he's true to Bebe. This is all part of their plan. Right. And... 
to be honest, I'm still not 100% convinced that's not true. I have thoughts. We'll get there when we get okay. there. Okay. All right. As long, as long as we're in agreement. Um, so Beverly and Allie are commiserating about the exciting night, and Beverly's in a monotone talking about how thrilled she is to pre- prepare this recycled, unspeakable watermelon feta salad. <laughs> right. And my first question when I was watching, well, the first time we saw them back from the future, uh, my first question was how much time had passed. They don't tell you until later, but this is only two days later, which I feel like makes it easier for the recap to understand Kind of. But again, you need one of those weird twisty she, flow charts like they made for Inception, like one of those 3D infographs that tells what layer deep into the timeline you are and right. whether with the old Japanese man this or whether is, with your Tom <laughs> Hardy as Jane, Jane, Jane Bond. Okay, uh, so for clarity, this is two days after he strangled Winter right. to death in front of all the people that we see in this This episode. is the Winter Fortress level. <laughs> <laughs> I got that reference. Hey, you got me, you son of a hey, bitch. Hey. <laughs> um, she says... <laughs> she says uh kill me i wanted i used to want to be the last person alive because i was that vengeful now i just want to die kill me and Allie gives a little pep talk and says just hang on kitten a little bit longer and it's so hard too because Allie knows that the last person that tried to appeal to beverly's humanity and get her out of there was killed right um with in a, the most emotional way possible. Mm-hmm. So if you if that person's going to be killed for trying to offer her salvation, if Allie were to do it, right. you know, the mother of the Messiah baby, right. then, you know, there's an even harsher punishment which definitely isn't death. Right. The thing that Beverly fears most is having to continue to live through this, you know. Right. Um Allie I think is doing the most that she can in this circumstance. Yeah, no. To to comfort her. Like, you have to hold on, and that's an order because I'm the Messiah's mother or because I actually have a secret plan that I'm working on. So I I feel like that was was really effective to me. What was was really entertaining is, like, Sarah Paulson dialed up the crazy eyes. Right, exactly. She's got, like, those... And her lips. Did anyone notice her lips? She's got those Reba (laughs) McIntyre-type crazy eyes where she can go from, like, Okay, normal person to like. Oh my God, that person's unhinged. And and like, uh, and she was putting on the full blown. I might be in. So like, like I'm so afraid that you're going to kill yourself so close to my grand plan. Those kind of eyes, or they could be. I'm completely the Madonna master race masters <laughs> love mother. Right. She had crazy the, she eyes, had those but kinda, panic lips. <laughs> yes. Her eyes are crazy. Her lips. Where her lips told me everything I needed to know, and that was she had a secret plan. But Beverly, she was too far gone. But maybe not. You know who's too far gone? Kai. He just can't get over the speed wagon thing. He's going nuts. Yeah. Uh, he's screaming, fuck, Manwich. What? Come on, Kai. What? Come on, Kai. I thought we... You mean every day for a week. I thought we... What's wrong with you? Are you if sick? You, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, Kai. <laughs> I think this is a, is what we're seeing uh-huh. Your downfall. And she goes, look, everything's going to be fine. I need to say something, but it's going to break your heart. And then she shows them her flashback. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, what? as evidence. She okay, gives him- so for clarity, is this a flashback within a flashback? I think if so. If we are living in present day We're Kai in, in present prison. future day. Are we living in present day Kai in prison? Or are we living present day um, 
Allie on stage at the debates? That's a good question. I think Allie on stage in the debates, right? Yeah, that's the most presentist of days. But that could be seen as like an epilogue. Which right, means... but with like within that time, you get a flashback. That's what I'm telling that you. That has to be the most present. It's fucking present. crazy, and I'm not going to sweat it too much because I don't think it matters. I, I'm not. I'm not going to care more about this than Ryan Murphy does. If you think that I'm giving my favorite show on television a pass, you're dead wrong. <laughs> Um, so she, her evidence is this bugging device looks like a wearable bugging device and her flashback where he says, I'm not a cop, Aaron, I'm not working for the FBI, calm your shit down. I'm just a raver. I got caught with 120 ecstasy pills and <laughs> they were suspicious about Kai, but they, they had no idea this whole cult thing. And she's like, so you're at the state cops? He's like, yeah. It's like, and can you call for help? He's like, no, this is just a recorder, not a wire. And I'm like... That sounds like bullshit, but she goes excellent and stabs him, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and the Mr. Burns way of just tapping her fingers together. So I guess the state police, they can't afford the, like, that you got to go up to the federal boys to get the actually... Right, I mean, like... Although I don't know if that's true, too, because Allie had to go out and get them in their van. She couldn't just hit a panic button and be like, come get him, come get him. I mean, apparently Detective Ryan Lochte was the only one who knew how to execute one of these um, missions, and he died tragically, so... But he was also... There was not another competent police SWAT or FBI officer in the state at that time. The state police were investigating Ryan Lochte for being such a a weird, on-the-take scumbag. Wait, were they? Yeah, that's they. They said that that that, that that's oh. his original mission was to f- f- fall around Detective Lochte, and that led to the cut. Co- like I'm like, my God, ha- you guys really let this get out of hand. Yeah, that was this really could have been rounded up like before too many people died. Jesus Christ. Don't you think at the very least, like the local DOT would investigate why an unmarked truck was spraying just innocent green glowing gas around the neighborhoods? Right. You know how many people would call and flip (laughs) their shit in a neighborhood like that with this this truck rumbling down? Yeah, it was multiple days at a time. I mean, there's... Yeah, but it's also Michigan, so... Yeah. I don't yes. know much about the Midwest, but yeah. yes, Michigan. I think that they probably don't have very good law enforcement or So we violently break out of her flashback and she says, It was Speedwagon all this time. He set up your sister <laughs> and you killed her for nothing and Kai totally breaks down and she goes, Hey ho honey, honey. Beautiful. <laughs> Lamb, <laughs> you've got to make Winter's death have meaning. You've got to transform all this rage and grief and and into the strong leader that we want, nay, deserve. And he he eats it up. Yeah, he loves um, that shit. So next scene, he gives a speech about tonight being the night, and he wants everyone to go over their kill kits. They got uh, Marine issue K bar knives. They got a change of clothes, so Check. They, so they don't have to you know go home naked. I guess covered in blood. They got chloroform. Well, no, they're bringing their clothes back to burn ceremonially. Right for victory. The blood covered ones. They got chloroform. Check because they don't want the women struggling, and they're going to get super rapey before they kill them. Yeah, they are. Uh, the husband's got to die first because they're going to Lamaz classes Check. and. You know, husbands like to show up to those things. Mm-hmm. And he goes, the most important thing is the is is the ingredient inside you. Just the undefinable thing that makes you want to stab pregnant women. And also vitamin A, Adderall. <laughs> Double and triple check. Right, yeah. Uh, Allie hears all this and goes away and alerts the FBI. A, FBA, the FBI, who raid Kai's house. 
uh, pump it full of tear gas. There's gunfire. Kai is subdued by one of his big dudes falling on top of him dead. A lot of his followers commit suicide. Many more are gunned down by FBI agents. Beverly gets to kill one. Yeah, she gets to kill the one who was most informative, most informative on how to get a hundred pregnant women. Yes, Gullet Bull or yeah, what was yeah, his yeah. Name? yeah, old Gullet Bull. Oh, yeah, Gullet Bull. Fuck him. He's dead now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, and Bev <laughs> says with this radiant smile on her face, "You were right, Allie. I just needed to hang on a little bit longer." Don't you ever feel? Uh, don't you feel like that was a little bit? That's faith rewarded. Impotent of Beverly. What killing? Like the last she gets dude? one shot in, but it's I just it some rando. Good. We just met this episode. I bet it felt pretty good to her, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I would have felt better if she'd like shot at Kai, but just like grazed the thigh or went through his lung. <laughs> Whoa, she's spitting spitting rhymes here. Am I shot at Kai, but kind of just grazed his thigh <laughs> as he let out a sigh, wondering how things went so wrong, how he got so high. <laughs> <laughs> Tear dripping down his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Made me say, oh my, oh my. All right, All right this is bad. All right, that's really bad. That's, you should cut that. Just, yeah, we, we appropriated something and it wasn't ours. I don't know. I, I'm glad Beverly got some sort of shot in because that gave her a little bit of her humanity back, mm-hmm. which is a, a, kind of a gross thing to say. But, you know, she was a robot for a long time and that, yeah. I think, helped wake her up because, you know, we... We'll get there. I drink to anyone getting out of a cult. So, well, however Cheers. you do it, try not to try not to blow people's heads off on the way out. But if it comes to that, but if you do that, get out of a cult, hope I'm try on your jury. not to already be in another one. Right, Just right. An idea. However, statistically, you're at the highest risk of going into another cult coming fresh out of one. Oh, really? I just made that up, but it seems like it makes sense. Right? <laughs> Um, so they, we now see Butchery on Main, which is a smash success. It's probably 11 months in the future, because why not? And, you know, she has been a heroic and inspiring woman. woman Turns this, out Ivy was sandbagging the whole operation. This this, this storyline has, has spread, and, like, she's kind of a local and maybe national celebrity, and people are asking for a photograph, which she politely demurs at a restaurant. Uh, we're introduced to her <laughs> lovely, lovely new girlfriend, Erica. Erica. Erica's very nice, except that we've been watching True Blood Season 6, and she reminds me an awful lot of Nicole. Oh, right. From True Blood Season 6. The very, the very annoying love interest of Sam Merlot. Yeah. We don't like Nicole. I don't like Erica. Um, (laughs) Politefully. (laughs) Bev comes up and says, I am afraid of the other shoe dropping because Kai's pled guilty to everything and this seems fishy. And um, Ollie's like, oh, well, he's a narcissist. He just said all this shit to save himself from the death penalty. And then we have a flashback where she exposits that the FBI came to see her when she was put in a psych ward. And she was so invaluable to the FBI, she got immunity for not just the crimes she had already committed, but all future crimes, apparently. I'm really shocked that they left out the scene when the FBI came to visit her where they gave her, like, the magic pill for curing her her illnesses, her phobias. Sure. Yeah. They put her in um, phobia, the phobia protection program. Right. Because, like, I would think that if you had these severe phobias and you were in the psych ward, that you might think that people coming from the FBI was just another trigger of your phobias or some uh, sort of delusion, right? Right. Yeah. You think it's like, oh my that God, they're really. my first to... thought. Sure, sure. Uh, we also find that Kai is. 
only not copping to one death, and that's Ivy. He insists that Allie's the one that did it, and Allie says, that's so absurd. But we can see on her face, it's not. It's t- And we also saw in our actual two eyes that it was not. Right. Um, we find out that Bev is now a bartender, and she seems like she's barely making, barely making it. Uh, she invites Bev over to Oz's birthday, which is this weekend, and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh Boom, shit! Smash got to the future. <laughs> she is. Yeah, we're, we're gonna go to another flashback where Kai's meeting with Beverly in prison. Says, "You know, Beverly, <laughs> you knew that this prison thing was all we've been what planning had to, for Oz's birthday we've since been, before we ever met. <laughs> right, and, and she'd be at her most vulnerable. So I'm like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, I'm gonna see this kid's head cut off or something. None of that actually happens. But no, after episode three or four, we never saw Oz again. <laughs> Until the end of this episode. And they're all flashbacks, so we never saw Oz again. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some Oz shit with a cupcake and her talking about brave little man, some shit. I don't know. Um, then Rachel Maddow's called. She's like all over. I- Allie wanting her to be on her show. Oh, and yeah. She's and already- they were all- Allie and Ivy were all about Rachel Maddow's opinion in the first episode, yep. Election Day. Yep. And that she's too good for it. She's too good for Lana Winters. American Horror Lana Story Superstar. Winters. You don't say no to Lana Winters. Who do you think you are? Do you even know what she went through when she committed herself to that asylum for that expose? Do you even know? Do you know what she went through to go fight through the bowels of a, a, a hell cult she to get her bloody child? face. Her own, spoiler, son. <laughs> um... She takes her right about now a collect call from Kai. I'm like, oh, shit. He's going to tell you Beverly's in the next room killing your child. And she goes, oh, did you get the DNA test results? Because I guess she sent him the real one. Uh... And he goes, oh, look, <laughs> you're an idiot because that's the only thing protecting you. The fact that you were my mother, my child's mother. And he goes, prison's an upgrade. I got a real army of real men and we're coming for you. It's like, oh, that's a little too bukkake, brother. Like, we don't need to know all that. <laughs> okay, you keep that to yourself. And you know what? Prison phone calls are very much recorded yeah. and monitored regularly. They don't give a shit. Let me tell you how much they don't give a shit. They didn't cut to Kai beating on the phone <laughs> like angry prisoners do. Right, just because you've got one guard on the dole for you, apparently, well, here's does the- not mean that you have immunity for all of your phone calls and bathroom interactions. Like, she can't be there 24-7, right. and but, apparently she is. But that's the weird thing. She goes, hey, that's government property. And then he, like, backs off. Like, And I'm starting to think, like, wait a second. In this timeline, has Gloria not quite turned yet? Because she's correcting him. And then she says, yes, divine ruler. I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you tell him to leave off beating? You've 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 witnessed him killing and planning murders. Why do you give a shit about the phone equipment, man? Okay, well, here's my lazy, like, planning thought. Okay. Is that you see a black and white photograph or a video still from the corner of the prison yard just of the phone hallway. And all you see is this guard berating this inmate for smashing the phone and he mm-hmm. stops you know what they don't see what don't they see kai smashing the shit out of gloria because he Look, no, is they doing don't. that in the next scene he has got her up on a table and is 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 giving it to her also i'm confident there were three bodies involved in that maybe here's the thing okay uh-huh. here here are the facts i can tell you uh-huh. one is that when you sort I think of you might like seen a reflection, but no, when you close in on the scene, you can see the back of Glo- Gloria's back and the back of her bra. I know what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then but on, the, from the feet long that shot, are going, but the feet that are going up 
on Evan Peters or on Kai's shoulders are facing forward like it would be missionary style. But then you see Gloria's Maybe. back closed in a little bit more and there are light there are lighter skin color hands sort of like grasping at her shoulders when Kai's hands are obviously at her ankles. Yeah, or whoever's feet. I think ankles. they're like the, the close up angle is doggy style, the far away angle is missionary with the legs up. You are they're, telling me they're, they're that cutting, that, yeah. that they're that bad that I don't even remember the same position they were having right. sex in, or it's 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 styled like the ter- nah, like 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 that's the, not fair to like, like the, in, story. The the ter- the Terminator love scene between Sarah and Kyle, like they're like every single single time the camera cuts, they're in a new position. I think it's like supposed to be like show the passion, show the passion of Kyle and Gloria. I don't think so. There were three bodies there. All right. Well, we got a definitely three body problem. Those are fucking tough to solve. Uh, simultaneously, as he's fucking the shit out of Gloria, um, Allie is on a news conference that he's watching, and he finds out that he's running as a senator in Michigan, and he bellows, "That's my seat!" Oh, that she is. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to an actual political commercial, political commercial that Allie has filmed. And she says, I used to be in a cult, and I was unafraid to separate from the pack, but I left my cult, and now I'm ready to fight for you. And I'm like, God damn it, that's my political commercial that I'm going to record in like 10 years when I run for (laughs) Senate in in Ohio. How dare you? Don't give it all away right now. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) Uh, She wants to take down all cults, like the two-party system, Democrats and Republicans. They're both a cult. Mm -hmm. Um Bev is now her campaign manager, and she says you're very well-liked and respected, but she's still trailing because she's tied to Kai. She's seen as his eternal victim, and the only way she can wrest control of this story is by winning the debate with Senator What's-His-Face. Or killing Kai. Or killing Kai. Why hadn't we even thought about this before? Or killing Kai. Or maybe. Maybe you could kill Kai. Maybe you could do both. I think kill Kai and then kill Kai. Kill kill the debate and then kill Kai at the debate after right. you previously killed it. The debate. Interesting. And that seems to be the scorched earth strategy she uh, she pursues. Um, Kai grooms Rimshot, who is the name of the twerpy dude Trevor, into being his cadaver double, and he's very concerned because he doesn't think he can survive on the inside of that Kai. And Kai says, "Angel, angel, sweetie, baby." Tonight, we'll both be free. Uh, he also makes fun of Glory for being fat, and she says, I struggle with my food choices. Uh, as Kai stabs and then removes Rimshot's face in a very Nick Cage face-off kind of way. Rimshot. And then uh, Kai walks out dressed as a guard, and I'm thinking, this just doesn't make any sense. There are... You're going. You're, you're going to have a prison. Pro- the prison problem is this: you've got one prisoner murdered, but two missing. Mm-hmm. And how in the fuck are like how? I, I just don't understand how Kai gets out. Like how that prison doesn't just get put on lockdown. Yeah, and I have no idea. how they wouldn't immediately find out because like. Yeah, they got the tattoo worked up, but the dental records aren't going to match, and they're not even the same. Like they're not even within six inches of the same height. I, the I think they thing. bought themselves enough time for him to get into that debate. Yeah, or that I political guess, rally, especially since it was in. Because I had this whole point about how's he going to drive from Mississippi. He's all the way only to Michigan. from Jackson, Michigan. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> to this fictional town of something other Michigan. Right. Uh. So that that all happens. Uh, Bev tells Allie at the night of the debate about Kai getting out 
um, and the news, or that his his body's been found mutilated and unidentifiable. And then flashback to the first episode where she had planned this before they ever met Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Allie is in a devil may care and devil red pantsuit. Ooh. And has been through hell and is tired of being mansplained to... And she just kind of goes to work at the senator who tries to you know dismiss her and belittle her, and she just doesn't let him. He doesn't she doesn't let himself be interrupted. She goes hard at him, and protects her personal space. And then Kai crashes the party, and says, "You're a fucking symbol that I created." And he talks about America's love of the symbols, our Christmas, our white Jesus, our flags. And he goes, you're a symbol of hope that husbands will listen to their wives, that they'll make, make as much money as men, and, and fucking make me a man witch so that the fight is winnable, and women can't lead, and they can't win, and then we're about to go back to another flashback. But before I just want to say, this is one of the big themes here, that I feel like that there is some truth to this, that a lot of this, this man anger we're seeing on the internet yeah. is this reflexive, like... Why are we letting women dictate rules to us when we can just beat them up? Like, that is, it's just, it's essentially might makes right, not like reason and intellect and facts. It's just like, fuck this, we can just punch you in the face and cow you into submission. So like, like that there, there's there's a lot of like really truth that he's putting into Kai's mouth as he's screaming that thing. Wait, what are you saying? You're on the stance of beating women up? No, I'm saying this is where, like, this is the naked appeal to this this, this wave we're seeing on the internet is guys saying, why should we listen to any of your bullshit when we can just beat you up? I'm horrified. I'm not, I'm not endorsing it. I don't know what your point is. You're saying, like, might makes right. We can just beat women into submission. But what's the counterpoint against it? That reason and intellect and logic are what you should base your laws and what you do things on, not might makes right. Might makes right is stupid. Right. Like, we have gone to the moon not because of might makes right, but because we, you know, promote the best and we, we promote the best people and we make the use of all of our political capital. We don't just say, like, arbitrary 50% of our population we can't ever use in anything interesting because they're fucking women. That's my right. point. Right. Yeah. Sorry, it's just a frustrating time to talk about this. No, I get it. Because of what's happening in Hollywood right now. And you, like, um, uh, contemporary male colleagues of mine especially have have proposed the point to me that, well, why would you go into a hotel room with a man alone? If If you valued your dignity over your career, then that would have never happened to you. And points like that, it's just, it's, it's... Uh, Ryan Murphy did the right thing. You know, he's making a show about everything that's happening contemporaneously. It's frustrating and it's right. um, enlightening at the same time. Well, it's like because I, I, I see like some of this, these like if we can call them fascists, can we call it like, you know, might makes right. Can we agree that that's a fucking fascist viewpoint? Right. I see a lot of these these fascists online cloak their debates in these pseudo-scientific and pseudo-rational and pseudo-logical positions. But when really pressed, they always, like, whenever the mass drops, you see this Kai screaming and essentially, like, you think you can win, but you can never win. You can't lead because we can always beat you up. And that's, like, the fucking, fucking crazy thing about it. I guess there's I, I don't see how you can be like kind of try to stay neutral in the middle and not see that undercurrent right. that, that that just angry, violent undercurrent that is saying that if you 
you know, if, if, if you, if you're not strong and powerful, then you don't matter. And I thought it was an interesting, an interesting point. Um, but they also, like I said, we'll get around to the other point that I think he makes in this episode later on. Uh, so we then flashback, flashback to a deep brainwashing of Gloria where she just says, this is fucking ludicrous. She's like all that cult shit. Turns out it's super dumb and manipulative, and I'm going to tell you the truth, and it's good. It's it's so easy to talk someone out of being a cult, and this is the exact person she needed to talk out of. Um, and then we go back to the current time, I guess, and Kai tries to blow her head off, but his gun's empty. And Allie says, you're wrong. Something is more dangerous in this world than a humiliated man. A nasty woman. A nasty woman. And then Beverly blows his head off. Fuck yeah, she does. I mean, that's the thing about nasty women. You just can't trust them to load your guns for you. (laughs) (laughs) So nasty that way. They're so nasty. So nasty. Is this like, is is, is this kind of like the part in the Glorious Bastards where the bastards shoot Hitler right in the face like this is a right, this is I've an seen... effigy of Hillary Clinton who completely waxes this offensive male off the stage and then blasts personally in the face the basket of deplorables and is ultimately victorious I mean maybe that's, that's what it feels like it feels like I mean, it's essentially most, political at the service. most surface surface level Allie was able to free herself from what we established earlier in the episode to be a permanent connection to a man like no matter what you did, you would always be, um, you know, parallel to this man and his face mm-hmm. and his acts. Mm-hmm. And she, she decided to turn him in, whether it was the end of Beverly or anyone else or not. This is what the plan was going to be. Um, and I feel like Beverly or she. You know, she gave Beverly the chance to get her piece. You know, she shot Goldbladder in the face during the smoke parade. Right. But she she got her real piece and her real autonomy back when Mm. she was able to shoot Kai in the face, which there's I mean, there's no way that somebody wasn't recording with their cell phone in that audience somewhere. Right. And that's some sort of powerful redemption for the two women, two women, because obviously Allie wins later. Do we? So I got a couple questions. So one, do I. <laughs> one, Kai got an army of blue shirts. I'm not sure where, because I thought all of his men were in prison, and he had a home slick Depot. plan for getting himself. Oh, he just went drove by to home. Just in the Depot daytime, beep, it's a beep. different crowd. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel like the Murphy got himself in a little bit of a pickle because he's like, okay, if Kai just show, I need this 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 one on one standoff with uh, Ali and Gloria and Kai and Bev. But I'm, I've staged this thing where, you know, I've got this debate amongst these these senatorial candidates, and there'd be security there, especially if one guy just shot the actual senator. Uh, and I need some way for people to not notice that, like, oh, the cops just come and break this up. Oh, I have a bunch of blue shirts where, like, where does Kai get them? And they all have to have guns, but none of them shoot when the divine leader gets his head blown off. That's what I don't like. Were their guns empty? Did Gloria literally steal all of their guns? I don't know. Maybe it's like the 
Wicked Witch and all of her flying monkeys, you know, once they threw the bucket of water on her, they were like, <laughs> they, they're, they're spe- they're spelled, like we are actually ancient and noble <laughs> bad, tribe of flying monkeys, and we were enslaved. I didn't know that would happen when you threw water on her, right? Uh, but, you know, I know now, and right. I'm sorry. In I'm retrospect, we could have pissed on her and taken care of this a long time ago. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go. <laughs> the other thing is, Allie wins with only 80% of the female vote. Only 80%, huh? Only 80%. Only 80%. After all the shit that's gone down in Michigan, there's still 20% of women like, you know what? Let's see what the old guy has to say. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Like yeah, Ryan Murphy. Hilarious. Ryan Murphy can't say 97%. No, like, no, no one no. would buy that. It's got to be even 80 is a little high. Let's go with 80. Let's go with yeah, 80. It's fiction. Yeah. People will go right. with that. It's Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then we have the final flash snap back to after the election, or I guess this is just in, we've rejoined, we've joined them in the normal stream of time and she's tucking, uh, Oz in the bed and he asks if, uh, his mother's constituents, if she's the boss of them and she goes, uh, no, I view politicians says, as leaders. No, sweetie, I'm not bossy. I'm the boss. <laughs> I view us as leaders and guiders to a better world. And I want a better world for you. And she then tucks him into a twisted clown, and I'm like, <gasps> we're finally going to get. I, you know, I was. You I've been did pulling get for your twisty. twisty in the finale. I did get twisty in the finale, but it didn't. It didn't satisfy me. No. Although Beverly, you know, I guess Beverly killing killing Kai is better than Twisty killing Kai. Twisty should have killed somebody. Uh, I think the most important thing to take away from this is that I tried to warn you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I was I, right, and I didn't listen. <laughs> Uh, she tucks him in a twisted clown and says, I got a meeting. Mama's got a meeting with some very important women. People like Kai. Oh, no, Oz. Not like Kai. Never like Kai. She goes downstairs, touches up her makeup, and puts on her jaunty green cape. What? Because she's now the new supreme commander of what? scum. She's the supreme witch? Which I think... Is that what I heard you say? No, supreme leader of scum. Oh, so I now think that this is the final lesson. This is a cautionary tale where Murphy's like, if liberals ever win, make sure they don't go too crazy because the opposite of crazy is still crazy. So it's like, one, uh-huh. feminism was a true em- enemy the whole time. I guess. <laughs> Two, the, the, like, like two, the, 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 the things Bebe. that you think of in your worst fears that feminists are trying to fight for, right. totally trying to fight for that. <laughs> right. Two um, is Bebe, a.k.a. Valerie Solanas, the motivator behind this entire series, because she's the one that convinced Kai to start this cult. He got a little misled, but they ended up winning in the end. So was that was that like her plan the whole time? Can we go to some political protests this summer with giant pictures of Lena Dunham in black and white that has the word scum on it? People would be so confused at what our message is. Why would we do that then? Because it would be fun. I don't know. Because it's like I'm, I'm joining the troll culture. I'm embracing it. Right. It's like me magic. I was full say that, steam but... ahead. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying like it. it is a very confusing message down to the end. Right. Because, like I said, the cautionary tale works, except for if you actually start thinking about it. Like, yeah, that frames like you know a political thought as the enemy, I guess, instead of an expression of that. Right. You know, like again, opposite of the crazy is still crazy. So, like, why did Al? You know, that's a, I guess that's a cautionary part of the tale. Is like 
the reason things get to these like highly partisan places is because like one team fucks the other team over and then the other team wrestles power after they overreach and like, well, you did all this shit when you were in power, we're going to do it. And then eight years later, the other team gets on and then like it gets, and I'm not, I think there's a side here that has a hell of a lot more merit to it, but like, that's the kind, I think that's what that, that Murphy is saying is the dynamic, you know? And I don't know that I agree. Like I said, I'm, um, there's a time and place for pox on both houses, but like I don't think now's the time. And I feel mm-hmm. like that Murphy was kind of going down to the end saying pox on both your houses. Um, definitely. But again, he did write this. As much as we debate about the timeline, he did uh-huh. write and finish this season about halfway through the year. Yeah. Before it was all filmed and done. Yeah. So I think that's something that's becoming more and more observable in the social conscious is that that's not the right attitude to have anymore we can yell and scream at each other all day long about how wrong and right we are but until we can find some sort of middle ground that'll continue to be this way Uh and we'll continue to be frustrated by it but still repeating the same mistakes we've made before right the definition of insanity uh, any final thoughts of any lessons learned or any 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 final thoughts on American Horror Story before we get to the thrilling conclusion of our mailbag? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, this is our final episode, so we're not going to have like a season wrap up like we normally don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can send feedback into ahs at baldmove dot com, but. I won't read it until next year, so... That's not true. We'll respond to the stragglers. We got a lot of... It'll be one-on-one, though. We got a lot of We got a lot of sweet things people said to us this week, and I actually oh, don't left, read left a single a one times. of them. Um, AHS at baldmove.com. Anthony in Texas said, What would the school do during a bitter divorce is the question we asked last week. As a child of a bitter divorce, as long as the school still has both parents on file for picking up the child or children, then the school will release them. Unless the divorce is finalized and you have a court order saying the other parent cannot pick up the kid, the school will not re- then the school will not release. There's been many child abductions by pissed off parents that have been recently divorced. You have to get on that paper quickly. Well, I mean, that does sound like what a school system would do, does it not? Um, right. I mean, <laughs> just just like I, we're not really going to take part in any in any of this. Right. Um, I think America was built on the idea of being. Um, innocent until proven guilty so if you're the biological established parent of a child then i think you should be able to have you know rights over the child no totally totally until it's proven that you are unstable or you're not fit to take care of that child this is one of those things where i could totally see not thinking about that in the immediate aftermath of a divorce and then you've got a fucking right and then code adam or whatever what do they call that thing the amber alert you got an amber alert going Final thing, drink the Kool-Aid was very scary. As a Texan, I remember Waco. My mother would tell me Jim Jones stories as ghost stories when I was young. I get plenty of those Jim Jones stories myself. They're they're a fucking nightmare. Gross. My mother would tell... Or, uh, Can you just show me on the George R. R. Martin doll where he touched you? <laughs> I can. I can. Mostly how he got his parents to kill themselves is that he didn't tell the people that it was poison until after he gave it to the children. And once the children began to die, the parents drank it out of guilt. That's not quite true. Those there were those who were shot too, but it's a horror story. But I mean, so that's it what makes matter. it a horror story, I yeah, guess. Right. Um, no, it's a it's 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 a fucked up scene all around. 
Jalisa says, you guys ask, why kill Gary? Why not a stranger? It's because Gary's a known Kai supporter and friend. He wants to make it seem that the senator did it. Jalisa, controversially on the side of friend killing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear your no, take, no, 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 Jalisa. No. She says, he wants to make it seem like the senator did it. Rolled eyes emoji. And that is a blatant attack towards Kai because it was his friend and supporter that was killed. Uh, on another note, while I love Billy Lord... Girl needs to learn to fake cry better. She has Johnny Depp crybaby tear things going on in all episodes. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not wrong about well, Billy that's, Lord. Literally, that's the most she can do with those giant eyeballs. <laughs> They're yeah, like the surface it's a clinical area. Condition. Yeah, like like you know you can only evaporate so much fluid from a normal person's eyeball size. If you have like basketball size eyeballs. The, you can only this, do the, one the surface very... area is so much more expanded that mm-hmm. like your eyes are just 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 dry all the time. You can only summon up so many, just the barest <laughs> trickle, just a lonely salty. Like tear. your eyeballs can grow to that size, uh-huh. but your your tear ducts will always stay the same size. Right, 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 right. So if you have eyeballs that large, the tear ducts produce the same amount of tears, but the drops are so much like bigger and slower down your cheek. <laughs> right, it's like breasts and milk. Okay. <laughs> Look it up. No. Uh, <laughs> Allie was the catalyst for Kai killing both of the siblings in the basement. Vincent, she told Kai about V coming after him. Winter, death due to Fitbit charger. Also, all I need in life right now is a gif of Kai saying, Night of a thousand Tates with a thousand Tate Langdons in the background. Who's mm-hmm. Tate Langdon? Oh, he's the he's the guy from season one. Which Tate? the the reference you wouldn't understand because oh he's the Evan he's the Evan the Peter okay Night of a Thousand Tates at the Tate okay yeah I, my the first Google result is uh, Evan Peterson wearing skull makeup Evan Peterson Evan Peterson wearing skull makeup okay playing the great uh, <laughs> Tate Langman <laughs> <laughs> okay all right I thought it was funny Marie says thank you for making AHS fun for me this year. Uh, oh, this is the really sweet one. Uh-huh. Are you ready to go saccharine overdose? No, skip it. Nope. Gonna make you gonna make you sweat. Okay. All the friends gave up after hotel. All my friends gave up after hotel. I couldn't finish the season, but I really enjoyed Roanoke. I was about to give up on cult, but decided to check out your thoughts. I'm so glad I did because now I feel like I have people to watch AS with again. I know this all <laughs> sounds kind of pathetic, but it gets sadder and stranger. The only creature that watches it with me is my cat Kiwi. She rarely watches TV, but on more than one occasion, she is intently watched when Kai is ranting. This because that's because cats are evil. She was eating this up. She did. She thought this was a documentary, and she yeah. was wanting to subscribe yeah. to the newsletter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she this past week for Charles in charge, she was sleeping until the buzzing started. Poor Kiwi seemed very disturbed, looking around and confused. Thankfully, Kai went to the death bedroom, and the buzzing stopped. Really looking forward to the finale. The season has been slowly improving with every episode. Thank you both for making me feel like I'm not just watching it alone with my cat. I appreciate that, Marie. We watch American Horror Story alone with our cat. I don't feel like cat. we're much better than just watching it alone with your cat, but I mean, we watch <laughs> Here we it are. we we watch it together with our cat. That's the only that's the only difference. Yeah. Um and then we then 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 we struggle through a podcast each week. <laughs> Thank you for listening. That means a lot. We put in a lot of hard hours. <laughs> we have. We have. S- sifting through this. Marie the second. This is like not the same Marie. We have two consecutive Maries in the feedback. She says, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the season. I love the throwback to Lana Winters. Would have been great if Sarah Paulson interviewed herself. I have a few thoughts on the finale. 
So the last scene of the season keeps us hanging. Is AHS saying that all politicians are in cults? Allie says she's doing away with a two-party cult, but from the hood, it looks like she's in another one. The season was creepy. It proved that the real world can be scary enough. The real world? The real world can be scary enough. Overall, I love the ending. I like seeing how it all ended up, but I have a few things that bothered me. Lay it on me. First, at the beginning of the season, it's supposed to be winter in Michigan, but all the trees and leaves on it and the, had, had leaves on it, grass looked mighty green. Once I noticed Fuck that, it took a yes. while not to notice. Thank you. Throwing a few piles of snow around doesn't make it winter in the Midwest. Second, Meadows' fake disappearance was forgotten. Guess it was just another yes. plot to Thank drive you. Allie crazy, but it bugged me that it went no place fast. Third, where has Oz been? After putting him out in timeout, we didn't see him again until the end. Last episode, I kept thinking they would show that he was safe, but AHS did not give us that. Were they just messing with us, or did he not? was he not important to have around? Thank you. I think all they, of those things. They honestly forgot. They forgot about him yep. until they they're like, "Oh shit, that's right. Her main motivation was getting this kid back. Get him back <laughs> in here. Get him back in here." He never came back. Though. Get, him, get him back in the makeup. He only appeared on flashbacks. That's right. They could only get him for a flashback. And in the last <laughs> flashback, he had like a flock of seagulls haircut. It was terrible. Yeah, it was so bad. Last, how did Allie find the one and only one guard that Kai was messing with? Was why was there only one guard in his prison? It was a nice twist that the guard was not on Kay's side because really what woman would be? I think it would have been better if the guard had just wised up on her own and not needed Allie to spell it out for her. Yeah, but like... Or you could have had the same effect and not slept with him. Yeah. Um, But maybe she did want to, but she was also more interested in feminism. I don't know. It did seem... Like it that was character was really, convenient really to shit a long stretch. Like I don't think it's unlikely that you only have one female guard, you only have one female black guard at the prison in Jackson, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that she wouldn't. I just think she wouldn't go for that. I don't think a, a guard would ever like a guard would like serve a prisoner like you know sneaking Godfather a cell phone, style and stuff like that. pigs. Yeah, give you an extra but, pack but of ramen. Cult. <laughs> But join your cult and have sex with your fearless, disgusting leader. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's a reason, like, I never heard of a president of a country joining a cult. Because well, because if you have a power imbalance over someone... Kim Jong-il right now, or on right now. Yeah, but he's running that cult. Yeah, yeah, but he was indoctrinated into it before that. But that's but I mean his fa- his grandfather created it. So it's like I'm saying like he's he's on top he's so again he's a on follower top of both of those. Who's taken over just like um Who's the guy who's running Scientology right now? Um Musgrave. Nope. Muskrat? Nope. David Muskravage. That's his uh, name. Yeah, David Muscavage. Uh-huh. Muscravage. Stephen Muscavage. He's got Muscravage. Muscavage, yeah, that guy. All right, next up, Tim B. Regarding the hazmat dude holding the dog. Thankfully, that nasty image from the opening credits did not appear in the actual show. But... Told you. But there was the threat of dog murder. It was only a threat. When they they had the stinky puppy at the adoption day, and I thought those clowns might kill him on camera. That's that's equivalent for you? I mean, that was definitely what they were hinting at. That's why that dog is dead in the the promo, for sure. That was that little Mm. beat. That was mm. that little beat that they put in there. Mm. So we started to see them the twisty and the scary-ass clowns, and we ended up with Evan Peters, Sarah Paulson, Variety Hour. Overall, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, I love watching the two of them go for it and act batshit crazy every week. 
Uh, one thought I had is perhaps they should not appear in the next season of AHS. Evan and Sarah have been in every season so far. No. with the stars of this one? I think a break would be good so as not to overuse their over-the-top performances. You literally cannot do American Horror Story without Sarah Paulson in it. I think that would be a good challenge. Nope. What do you mean literally? Like it's contractual? No, it just has never happened. I mean, that's what they said about Jessica Lange, and then they didn't yeah, do it Yeah, and then they continued and... to do seasons without her, and now it's like Sarah Paulson has been in every season. And now they need to stop. They need to break with her. They got to bring... Just end it. Bring Jessica back. No, that's never happening And get again. rid of Sarah Paulson for one season only. Why? Ta- tell her to get, get her, Why her lips. Why are you advocating for that? Why would you want that? Her lips need to go dry out. They need to go through rehab. <laughs> they, need to get, they need to get dehumidified. Mm-hmm. That has to happen every seven seasons <laughs> or or something that they get moldy. Ew. You're, you're, you're threatened with the, you're flirting with the black mold. If you have a moist lip for seven, going on seven years, Can we move on. You're grossing me out. Okay. Uh, early in the season, I really wanted to go back to the supernatural, but now I'm glad that they didn't, especially at the end that you guys made an enjoyable season as well. See you next year. Question mark. Sounds like a good plan. Question mark. <laughs> Um, maybe, just maybe. We'll have to see what the schedule looks like. We're going <laughs> to go to that again, the, that that old chestnut. Um, so I, most of the time when Murphy says these are definitely not vampires, they're vampires. When he says it's definitely not a ghost, it's a ghost. When he said super duper, super serial guys, I'm not going to have a supernatural element. Mm-hmm. I thought, sure, it would be except for Twisty the Clown. And he stayed true to his principles about not per- no supernatural shit this season. Uh-huh. And I thought the season was the poorer for it. I think I we needed some twisty in our life. I disagree. Um, Brian, this is our final. I also didn't set false expectations for a very clear guideline that was set for me by the person who clearly loves to spoil their own seasons the most. That's true. Yeah. But he's also lied in similar directions. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's true. He said the Lady Gaga was not a vampire. And yeah. we had a lot of fun with that in But the they called season. them something else. Glampires. Yeah. I don't think they did, but it's like that's but No, that's, they did. That's that's tough. Just like the Walking Dead doesn't use the word zombies. Okay, well then Twisty's not supernatural, he's pooternatural. No, he's none of those things because he never showed up this season because he died in the fifties. All right, this is our final email. <laughs> the, podca- the podcast is taking on a contentious tone now. This podcast cannot survive. This podcast taking a contentious This is a final email, all right? One more email, and I'm going to turn this thing around and delete all the files and burn the server. Brian S. from Texas. Cecily and Turd A. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Th- yes. Thank y'all. Thank you, Brian. Thank y'all and all y'all kids. Well, that was okay. Certainly not great again. I was a little pumped up from the episode last week, so I came into this hoping for a little bit more batshit crazy. Well, there was definitely crazy in the finale, it was certainly not of the batshit variety. Overall, I'm pleased with my first experience of a whole AHS season. There were ups, downs, turds all around. And in the end, it all came down to girl power? It seems legit, so down at the patriarchy. Long live Baby 2.0. Now for my last batch of takes, hot out of the oven. Aaron should be relieved that we never saw Chekhov's dead golden retriever. Was the only animal murder the birds and a guinea pig? Yeah. Yeah. Birds and an exploding guinea pig. Yep. It was really nice to see Kai diversify his ranks while in prison. I was worried he was getting a little too racist. 
Yeah, you got to keep it like socially acceptable racist guy. Mm-hmm. Never go full racist. <laughs> so regarding the final showdown, a few things are very clear to me. Prison guard is going to jail. Beverly's going to jail. And none of the new members of the Denim Militia had a working gun. My point exactly. My point exactly. Thank you. That's all I can bear to type. Hope to see you all again next year. I had a blast going along for the ride on the Murphy train. And with that, our 2017 American Horror Story train pulls sluggishly out of the out of the out of the station and heads off into the sunset. That's everything. Into the moonrise. Mm-hmm. That's everything. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so, do we have any closing thoughts on American Horror Story? What did uh, uh, have I feel you... like I said a lot in the beginning about my thoughts overall? On the no, season. totally. I was wondering because sometimes you do have like any kind of preview for what the next season is going to be about. If we look forward to season eight, what do we see? No, because the freak season they dropped hints about what the next season was going to be about, and then the Roanoke season happened which seemed to be a completely different format as far as like teaser trailers went um and then there was this season which is pretty straightforward Mm -hmm. you know the theme for the first couple of episodes was all encompassed with the holes and the honey and the clowns right um but I haven't heard anything about the next season or its themes or anything like that. If they're even I haven't even read if they've been signed on for another season um yeah. I'm really looking forward to the uh, Gianna Versace assassination that Ryan Murphy is doing with um, American Crime Story. Is that right. what they're calling it? Yeah, is that yeah, what yeah. they're calling it? Yeah. Um, maybe we can do a bald move TV about that and mm-hmm. cover that when it came out because I know when, we really you know loved when that OJ. Is, when that is scheduled to come out? As spring, February, I think. Interesting. Because, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing something like that. Yeah, but as far as the next season of AHS goes, I don't know. But I can tell you this. I am making a solemn vow to all of our listeners right now that I'm going to force my co-host, Aaron, to watch American Horror Story Season 2 Asylum at least before we come back. Ecto, that will be done. Ecto and gamut. I cannot promise you that we'll release a random episode after we finish the season and talk about that. It should be on the table if we're going to do it, but um, I can promise you that we will watch that season before we return next September. If it starts earlier than that, consider this promise null and void. Ecto ecto gamut is all I have to say to that. Why? Um, The other thing is like American Horror Story is still a pretty successful show. Like it, it debuted with four million people watching it this season and still held on to half of that by the end. That actually surprised me. Um, I thought, I mean, that's like crushing it by like justified and like the American standards. So it's still a very popular show. And I, I do think like, I'll, I'm very interested in scary movies in October. Like so long Me as this too. thing starts coming out in the, like when the, when the, the, the pumpkins start getting frost on them, then I'll probably come back at the so same. Yes, re- they same start reason- getting frost and spice on them. It's and- the same reason the walking dead still is a successful against all odds because it just feel like, it's you know, right it feels right. Year, obviously it's the most putting up with mediocre television time <laughs> of the year. <laughs> Nobody's crooned that one out, but Hey, 
Go back and listen to our October Halloween extravaganza episode. Uh-huh. There was no mediocre reviews there. Those were good movies. That's true. All right. Uh, we will be back um, sometime. Sometime. Eventually. Just, you always got to be on the watch At the very least, tomorrow night for a Justice League review. That's true. Cecily is guest, guest starring on our uh, Bald Movies podcast, uh, First Run Bald Movies, uh, Justice League. So that'll be cool. Yeah. So won't have to wait very long at all. But then, <laughs> then who knows? Might be a whole next year, a whole next year till we till you see from the two of us. You hear from the two of the sea. If you want to speculate more about where I'll be in the, <laughs> in the intervening months, then you can visit us on the forums.baldmove.com. Yeah. Or facebook.baldmove.com, Instagram at baldmove, which is a hot spot of interesting activity and pictures of the real life people behind this podcast. Well, that's 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 promising a lot. Otherwise, we take off our clothes on Periscope every other weekend at 9 p.m. on Sundays. That's only for club members. Only for club members. Um, otherwise, we will see you in your dreams. Uh, <laughs> until until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. See ya.